Hi, and welcome to WRBH's The Writers' Forum. I'm David Benedetto, and today I'll be speaking with the Studio in the Woods' managing director, A.M.A. Rogan, and board of directors member, Ben Morris, to talk about the project and what they're working on at the moment. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Very well, thanks. Thanks for having us. Oh, no problem. It's my my pleasure to have you here. Uh, This is a really interesting thing. I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, And I guess to start off, uh, for our listeners that aren't aware what the project is, uh, what is a Studio in the Woods? A studio in the woods is a place, a special place on the West Bank. If you cross over the bridge and you go downriver, we are in Lower Coast Algiers. We're on eight acres of wooded property. It's a type of woods known as a bottomland hardwood forest. And we are on um, in the woods, tucked in the woods. We have um, facilities and um, living quarters and work quarters for artists of all kinds, all genres, to be in retreat and to make new work. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Cool. And how how did this 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 project kind of come about? Like, where did the land come from? Well, our founders, who some of your listeners might know, are Joe and Lucianne Carmichael. They were involved in education in the '70s here in New Orleans, and when they retired, they were both um, artists, and um, they retired and figured out how to buy this piece of property in Lower Coast Algiers. We're right on the river, and they. Um, they, what they mostly did was they, they did not cut down the trees. Ah. They really were both, they grew up in natural environments themselves. And they didn't, they knew that the trees were important and they knew that, um, and as the longer they lived there, they began to sense the deep inspiration that one, one can have when in a natural environment. When one is away from one's daily life and when you're around um, nature and birds and the wind and they can walk the river all these things are incredibly inspirational and they decided to protect this place and um, they turned it into an artist residency Um, there are artist residencies throughout the world Um, there are many famous ones here in the united states and we were one of the first in this region Um, we started about 15 years ago and they formed an artist residency and then partway through that formation they wanted to partner with a larger institution, mm-hmm. and they gifted the property to Tulane University. Oh, wow. So we have a wonderful partnership where Tulane um, is, uh, takes care of the land and the facilities, and we ha- our nonprofit raises funding for our arts programming. And tell, so yeah, go ahead, Ben. Please. Yeah, I mean, one of, the only thing that I would add to that is that the land itself is incredibly beautiful and has served as the inspiration for artists of all disciplines over the past 15 years. And we've been very privileged to work with a uh, Tulane biologist, a a botanist, who has been systematically restoring the forest to its uh, pre-invasive state, if you know what I mean. We've had a lot of species come in, obviously, that are not Louisiana natives. uh, But David has been able to kind of turn the clock back in time and restore it to what it would look like in its pristine natural setting. It's a very special piece of land, and and we have seen over the years that um, the the woods, the pond, the proximity to the river, just the biodiversity there is itself a very real point of inspiration for musicians and dancers and composers and writers and, and just about anybody, potters and, and playwrights and anybody who comes in. So it's it's there's a very real connection to where you are when you are there. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, the other thing that Dave has been doing over the years is researching. Mm. Um, he put instituted um, plots, research plots, and so he has 12 years of plus data on the effects of 
hurricanes. We've had a few in the past 12 years. Just a few. The effects of those hurricanes on this type of bottomland hardwood forest, which is a part of our wetlands uh, continuum. Mm -hmm. And it's very important. These woods are very important to where we are in New Orleans, and they act as a protector. And when you're able to take a walk in the woods with Dave, it's spectacular. You learn so much, not just about the small details, the tiny little plants and the trees, but about how those are part of a larger system. And it is, it's very, um, that's very important to our artists and all our visitors to have that context of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's important. Uh, I'd be really interested to hear about uh, what other programming you do as well there. Well, I mean, one of the things that we're most excited about right now is that we have received uh, over about 150 applications for the next round of residencies, which will be taking place uh, starting in September. Mm-hmm. So we'll have juries go through those and and see what ideas people are bringing to the table for projects they want to work on. And it'll take a little while to sift through them, but we're very grateful that uh, word about us has spread to the point where where enough people are sending in their materials and saying they'd like to come and make work. Uh, one of our favorite things is simply to see what kind of projects people envision <laughs> and what disciplines they come from, whether it's dance, photography, um, music, painting, ceramics, just across the board. Yeah. And so... Uh, we we love, love, love seeing that. And uh, that will coincide with our current, initi- our major initiative, which is the Writer's Cabin, mm-hmm. uh, which will be, uh, it's ongoing, but we're looking to, to kind of close that out over the course of this coming year. We can talk about that. But it's a, the season that we're in right now is kind of wrapping up the year, getting ready for, for the next round of residencies. And this summer we'll have some activities in summer camps and kids and, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah, I get that, I get that. So our residencies um, for many years now have been thematic. We've done three-year thematic cycles, mostly around environmental issues. So, Mm -hmm. for example, um, we did a series called Ebb and Flow, which focused around water. And we invited artists, again, of all disciplines and of all stages of their careers and from all parts of the world um, and we have a lot of local artists apply, and we support a lot of local artists. But to, we invited those artists to make work that, that talked about water in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. All our residencies also, um, we provide stipends, we provide supplies, we provide full room and board. They're usually six weeks long. Wow. Um, and the other thing that we, um, we stipulate in our residencies is, and, is that there's, there's some kind of form of public engagement, and that's defined by the artists themselves. That might mean working with a, a high school, local high school class. That might mean taking a lot of volunteers out into Bayou Bienvenue and building a sculpture out of natural materials. That might mean um, our most recent artist just designed a, um, a palace for solitary bees. These are bees oh, wow. that don't nest in hives but lay their eggs in small tubes, and she built a palace for these bees. And we, in a partnership with the Audubon Zoo, that palace is now installed at the zoo in the Butterfly oh, Garden. Wow. So those are the kinds of public engagement pieces. And those, that's really important to us. We are, we are still in New Orleans. We're very much a part of this community. Um, and we believe the, of the, in the importance of sanctuary and retreat. And yet, we also know that the arts are vital to our community. And as the thematic uh, pieces, the portion, you know, it, we're really interested in artists addressing environmental issues yeah. of all different forms. And our current call that Ben just referred to is adaptations, living with change, inviting artists to explore what does it mean for us that we're, that things are changing? Um, 
things are always changing, but the sort of the speed of climate change and mm-hmm. how, how do we how do we look at that? How do we look at that socially? How do we look at that in terms of the physical shape of our land? What does that mean for us as people? Yeah. And we're inviting artists from all over to explore that issue with us. So we're really excited to see what happens. Good. So I, we have public programming all year long, um, round round the round the season. Yeah. We have we have talks, we have presentations, we have events out at the studio. It's a very active space, and uh, sometimes Tulane students will come out there and just read by the fire, you know, <laughs> because we're they have that that opportunity. It's it's a really it, it's it's a beautiful beautiful setting, um, but we also try to make sure that the grounds are. Um, open and accessible to those who wish to learn and to explore and to uh, deepen their connection to the natural world, which I think most of us who live, you know, here in New Orleans and uh, southern Louisiana, you know, I think we have a very intimate connection to, but even in this urban setting, you can still feel a little distance from it sometimes. Mm -hmm. But when you're out at the studio, it takes about 10 or 12 steps (laughs) <laughs> Once you enter the grounds to realize you're you're somewhere special. The collective sigh that comes out of it, you know? You would be amazed how quickly <laughs> that sigh escapes. No, I love that. No, I, I love the fact that it's not so much, you know, a retreat for, for art's sake, but it is engaged with the community. It is giving back. It is very much connected. It's a, a connected tissue for artistry and what it can do in the community. I, I love that about this. Um, uh, moving kind of forward, Ben, you had mentioned it earlier, but the, the writer's cabin is at the forefront of, of what you're doing right now, and I'd love to hear about that. Uh, well, I'll just start by saying we have, at any given time, we have space for two artists, <laughs> and we're really looking forward to being able to offer space for more artists. Um, we don't have an infinite amount of space, but we definitely have room for more <laughs> buildings, so we're really excited about this capital campaign, and I'll let Ben talk a little bit more about it. With, we're on the edge of our seats. Um, you know, as the old saying goes, you know, you might have uh, paid for the whole of, of your seat, but you really only need the edge. And, you know, we are we are so thrilled about this. This was originally part of the vision of the founders to have uh, another space which was dedicated just for those who are working in um, writing and composition in some form. And the the, the good news, I'm, I'm glad to say, is that we are in the process of finishing the campaign. We're not getting it just off the ground. The foundation has actually been laid, and I, by that I mean the pilings have dri- been driven into the ground. Mm-hmm. We've got renderings from the architect. Um, we've had a very, very gracious gift from Stephen Ambrose, um, who is a close friend of one of our founders, uh, to kind of, you know, get things going. But what we envision is uh, a piece of permanent infrastructure for writing, for uh, publishing, for books in this city, um, in a way that, I, I speak here as a writer, um, you know, so often reading series in groups and, and sort of, um, you know, workshops and classes, they can be very transitory, and they can come, they can go, um, you know, you'll have people host something for a period of months, and then interest will wane, or so the founder will move away, and then it, it disappears again. But we're, we're really envisioning something different here. We're going to build a physical building, which will be a residential building with a live-work space in it. It will be devoted to uh, poets, playwrights, nonfiction writers, essayists, journalists, mm-hmm. novelists, uh, you name it. And we're really, really thrilled about this because we, we feel like we have the opportunity to create um, you know, something that, that will last and that will become, even if it's, you know, 20 minutes outside of, of you know, Canal Street, um, it, it will last 
in a way that serves as kind of a central place for connecting with books and ideas and and um, new works, new poems, new stories, uh, new investigative pieces. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's great journalistic tradition in the city. Um, you know, we we want to nurture that. We want to catalyze that. Um, in general, the studio has always taken its responsibility as an incubator for the arts very seriously, and we have always sought to encourage the creation of new work that can then go out into the community, mm-hmm. as Amy said. In this respect, we want to pay particular attention to um, artists working in the literary field that, that sometimes just need more than anything else a quiet place to think. And we're going to give them that. Mm-hmm. And so we're, um, we're really excited. Our, our, some of our upcoming events, our uh, fundraiser, which is uh, Studio on the Half Shell, and then Give Nola Day and so forth, are going to be uh, minded towards you know, how we can continue to, to support the writer's cabin. But we're, uh, we're expectant and hopeful that this year we'll be able to uh, put, some, um, put some joists on top of those, those pilots. <laughs> and I think we will. Good, good. And Emma, do you have anything to, to kind of add to that? Ben did a good job covering it, so if you don't, <laughs> yeah, that's no problem. We're excited. We're really excited. And, you know, I say, this, I say this as a poet. You know, this is the kind of thing where, you know, you, 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 whenever you move to a city or even when you've lived in a city for a long time, you know, there are places, there, there are writers' houses across the country. The Kelly Writers' House is famous mm-hmm. instance. The 92nd Street Y in New York, famous epicenter for poets to get together and, and, um, and gather and read and share work and, and have discussions and so forth. It's, it's very much a, an outgrowth of the belief that poetry must be civically engaged, right? Mm-hmm. And New Orleans has a wide range of opportunities for writers to get together and to share their work and so forth. And we could spend 20 minutes just talking about just naming them all, much mm-hmm. less kind of going into detail. But one of the things that it doesn't really have in quite the way that we're envisioning is a permanent building which is devoted to the creation of new work and the sharing of new work and a suite of facilities dedicated just to literature and and really kind of to you know to nothing else. Um, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll make some exceptions for like a really good piece of music that comes along. You know, <laughs> we, we we call you know composition writing too. But uh, you know one of the things that it doesn't White have in quite that dedicated, focused, targeted way is, is you know, something such as a writer's cabin. And so that's why I'm excited because I want to read and hear the works that our residents, once it's built, are going to create. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to be able to give, you know, three weeks to an investigative reporter who's doing, you know, a, a long-form story who just can't get away from his other reporting assignments, you know, to be able to sort of come in and just focus on his research, his sources, and write it up and present it and partner with local media organizations in order to get that out. We would mm-hmm. love to do that kind of thing. We would love to be able to provide, you know, a young uh, nonfiction writer the chance to finally take those, those three essays that she has been just desperately trying to finish about place and identity and home and land and sea and say, come in, finish your work, send it out for publication and do so without any distractions whatsoever. You know, come finish your novel, you know, come start your play. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's what we want to do. And we want to be able to give that space regularly over the course of the year. And that's why we're so 
excited is for those possibilities. Yeah, no, I, I would. I mean, I would add that you know we've been doing this for over fifteen years, and we've really seen what happens when you um, give artists the chance to slow down, to dip really deeply into their creative wellspring, and when they're fed, when their needs are met, um, when they can take again walks up on the levee when they can go into the woods, when they, you know, what happens. Um, it's very transformative. Um, and these are really important spaces all throughout the country where they're, they're protected spaces for something so precious and, um, and deeply human. You know, the act of creation is a deeply human activity. Mm-hmm. And we are robbed of it in our daily life. We're all scurrying around. And, and if we're going to advance... You know, it's it's critical to the advancement of our species, for lack of a better way to say it. Um, and we're really pleased to be able to offer a very special and protected place. Um, and so that's why we can say with confidence that, you know, we, we know how transformative the writer's cabin can be mm-hmm. because we've seen it happen and we are excited to have a new place um, to keep doing that. You know, as the great Robert Browning once wrote, Famously, a man's reach must exceed his grasp or else what's a heaven for, right? <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. Uh, Keep on pushing it forward. There you go. There you go. Uh, no, I, I like that. Well, well, tell me, are there any uh, people or examples that come to mind of people that have gotten to use uh, the space before that, that people in New Orleans might recognize their work from? I mean, I'm, I have been enormously privileged uh, over five years ago to get to spend some time there and to, to write a work which uh, will be... Uh, appearing in book form, you know, later this year. So, I mean, you're looking at one. Yeah, that's great. That's <laughs> um, great. You know, but but more than that, we have been incredibly blessed to have a, such a strong network of artists uh, locally in Louisiana as well as internationally who who have passed through. We've had over 50 artists. I mean, around here, we've had. I'm going to just try to say a quick, quick um, r- r- roundup. Uh, we're very blessed to have Dr. Michael White, who wrote Blue, much of Blue Crescent, uh, his post-Katrina album, mm-hmm. um, when he was in residence at the studio. Um, we have had uh, Kathy Randalls uh, with Art Spot Productions, who formulated much of Cry You One, that amazing um, uh, theatrical performance on the levees uh, when we, she was in residence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy one Hood. of the previous pieces. The other person that comes yeah. to mind, folks might know, is Rebecca Snedeker, mm-hmm. who is one of the authors, along with Rebecca Solnit, of Unfathomable City. Rebecca did some of the seed uh, research and essay work there at the studio. We just had uh, Byron Asher, who premiered his new con- uh, composition called Scrunch Music at Xavier. It was part of our uh, faculty collaboration series, Flint and Steel, in wow. which we had artists paired with local a- academics to research and develop topics. Uh, a bunch of us went, and it was uh, an extraordinary new and you know hour-long suite of music featuring some of the brightest voices in jazz um, going today, and we're, we're thrilled to see where that's going to go. So, I mean, the, the folks are making new work all the time, you yeah. know, and it, we're, we just, you know, we just open the doors and, and say, come do it here, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. And I would say if folks want to learn more, please go to our website. Um, there's information on how to contact us there, and I'd be happy to talk to people we... We are a private space. We're not just open all the time, but we do open our doors many, many times. Every time we have an artist in residence, we do a what we call like an artist salon or even a networking dinner where we invite the public to come in and meet the artists and hear about what they're going to do and help them maybe, you know, 
find uh, find a bayou to create a piece in or yeah. find a good po' boy, whatever it is. <laughs> um, we're, we're really interested in community involvement. And um, if folks want to come out and take a tour, we do a festival every fall called Forestival. Ah. And uh, maybe we can come back on and share share details of that next fall. Um, so it's an opportunity to be out in the woods and celebrate and meet the artist and go on tours um, with our botanist and with other scientists. And because we are a festival in Southern Louisiana, don't worry, we take our music and our food very seriously. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. It yeah. couldn't be otherwise. Yeah. So. Oh, kind of wrap us up. I'm interested, uh, how can people help with the, the writer's cabin in particular? Well, right now, as Ben said, we're in the final phases of our capital campaign, so we are looking for um, donations, of you know, financial donations. And I think if people are interested, they should uh, go. They can go to our website or contact me directly. I'd be happy to give them more information. You're welcome. Bring folks out to see the space. Yeah, we we have a phone number. By all means, get in touch. You know, it's very easy to find. But you know, one of the things that we would encourage our our listeners to consider. Um, you know, if, if they are interested in making a gift, is just what it means to actually contribute to a permanent facility, you know, here in town. That's that's what we're most excited about. Mm-hmm. This is not a festival that comes around, you know, a couple days out of the year. It's not a magazine that's, uh, that's published, you know, twice or three times a year. You know, what, what we envision with the Writer's Cabin is a facility that will be in constant use and will be generating new work and will, provi- will serve as a home for all those who have stories to tell but have not had the opportunity you know to tell them and we are so excited about this that that we just we want we want to be driving um, you know those pilings further into the ground mm-hmm. and laying those joists and 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 raising those walls as, you know as soon as possible because we we just we want to read the work we want to hear the work and so um, it's it's the difference between something which would uh, kind of come around every so often versus a piece of permanent infrastructure, and that's what we're most excited about. So we're we're very grateful for the opportunity to to share what we're doing. It's it's uh, it's rare that that something like this comes along. Um, so we're we're especially thrilled. So thank you for giving us the chance to to kind of mention it. It's a uh, it's it's a rare privilege. Oh, it's it's not a problem at all. It's it's my pleasure to have you on yes, here talking about you. this. Thank you. No problem. Well, guys, thank you very much for being here. Well, and we're just, you know, we're we're thrilled to be able to. We we all know, you know, all of us um, in this room, all of us, you know, listening to this station, we all know how truly transformative books are in our lives. I mean, it it, it goes absolutely without saying, but we love saying it, right? Uh, every single one of us was that kid mm-hmm. in that library, you know, at at that age that found that one book that just opened up the world to us and then you get the hunger that can never ever be satisfied right Mm -hmm. and you're just desperate for more stories desperate for more imaginings desperate for more strange places full of fantastic and wondrous things and books bring us that and you know the studio has long sought to be the catalyst uh, for those kinds of works that continue to enrich and inspire and this is our this is the next step in our journey so we're very very grateful to be able to share it with you thank you that was Amy Rogan and Ben Morris of A Studio in the Woods talking about the Writer's Cabin Initiative. You can find more about them as well as all the things that A Studio in the Woods does at astudiointhewoods.org. And that's our show for this week. You've been listening to the Writer's Forum on WRBH 88.3 FM. 
You can catch us every Thursday at 4.30 p.m., every Saturday at 8.30 a.m., and on Sundays at 1 p.m., unless there is a Tulane baseball game. All of our podcasts at WRBH can be found online on our SoundCloud page, which is found at www.soundcloud.com slash wrbhreadingradio, as well as on iTunes and Google Play. I'm David Benedetto. Until next time.